0: On a Tuesday, Action Sports Jacks overtime. And every Tuesday, Tuesday, I'll ask the same question. Why having a party next door? Where is this guy? We need more music from him. He's out there in the sixth chilling. But nonetheless, it is a Tuesday, ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks. Overtime. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Spent a lot of time talking football in the 5 o'clock hour. Also some uh, hockey talk. Yes, hockey talk right here on ESPN 690. We'll uh, update you on the hockey playoff games, maybe even look at the ticket prices coming up tonight. But we also got NBA playoff games. We got local sports to talk about. We'll sneak some Jags talk in. We got vague headlines. We got a lot to do in only an hour's time to do it, but we do have breaking news out of the NBA. Tonight, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston needs a win, and they're not going to have Marcus Smart to do it, Brian Middleton. How big of a deal is that?
1: It's huge. Casey Kurtz, Defensive Player of the Year. Basically, the spark to that defensive engine. The guy that is high energy when you really need some type of turnover, you need some type of play on the defensive end. I always think that's so much harder. I always respect a uh, defensive player of the years or people who are really known for their defense um, because it's easier. Uh, it's hard to get a basket in the NBA. It's hard to get a basket probably in any professional, you know, type league, but especially the NBA, but offensively a dunk, a logo three, which both those things are are, are things that many people can't do, but it's, More of an understood, like, could get the fans involved type play. Mm -hmm. Can can hype up your teammates. It's hard to get a spark defensively to keep that energy level up, whether you're winning or especially if you're losing. Marcus Smart shows that he can be an antagonizer on defense. He's done it for years now. He finally got awarded for it this season. Uh, So for him to be out, it hurts the Celtics immensely. Now, they have some other good players there. They uh, they have great coaching. Their defense, at least we thought their defense from the net series, uh, was almost impenetrable uh, in a lot of ways. Even if you have great players, when they had you know KD and and I know how you feel about Kyrie, but I'm gonna add Kyrie in the great player uh, you know uh, title right now. <laughs> okay. But what I will say is this: the rest of those guys on there for one game, hopefully for one game. I'm not seeing how long they're saying he's gonna be out, mm-hmm. but for one game, they can pull together. They can play great defense. And then, you know, from there, they may just have to learn to do it without him until he comes back. You know, when you start talking about quad contusions and things of that nature, a lot of times, even in my limited experience, that is really more of a day-to-day thing, uh, game-to-game type deal because of, uh, you know, bruising, just kind of how it feels. Can you warm it up? Is it something that you actually can move, like, laterally on that you can start and stop on? Because it doesn't sound like something that's too painful until you actually get one. Then you're like, oh, okay, this is why. Yeah. Now I'm going to be out. I'm going to go ahead and do my best Ben Simmons right now. I'm going to go ahead and sit this one out, fam. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, definitely. And Giannis, the best player in the world, is licking his chops. He was like, yeah. I beat y'all. We beat y'all. with. You guys are full strength. Now, you down to defensive player of the year? Oh, this might be over. I want you to follow me here, right? Okay. You like Pokemon?
0: (sighs) Okay, do you understand how Pokemon works where there's like... Catch them all. You catch them all, but then they evolve, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, folks, I promise I'm going to get this back to basketball right here on Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. But, okay, so you catch Pokemon... You evolve it. Charmander turns into Charmeleon, turns into Charizard, right? Simple. Easy concept. Marcus Smart, in my estimation, is the evolution of Pat Bev. Plays good defense. <gasps> no, this is this is good. He's a better Pat Bev, right? Plays extremely well defense, defensive player of the year. Uh, can score if you need him to. Annoying on the court, definitely. But he's just better. I feel like that was a good comparison.
1: You shouldn't have hung me, right? Do ah. you see what I'm doing there, though? Okay. All right. Yeah. In, in evolution, like there was a... Uh, and then, like, the final form would be Draymond Green. <laughs> final form would Bat, be... Pat Bev. So so Char...
0: Charmander would be Pat Bev. Charmele... Wait. You get what I'm saying, man. It goes Pat Bev, Marcus Smart, Draymond Green. They're there. They're annoying. They can score the basketball. They're extremely valuable, and they're guys you need to have on the court even though it's not the biggest name.
1: It, I killed that. You know, okay. All right. I'm not going to – I would take the hum back only because I want you to finish your point without interruption. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful like that. I'm right. You know, Marcus Smart, he reminds me more of, like, this generation's Tony Allen in the way that he can be, uh, like you said, like a pest. Um, I don't think yeah. – I. I I would have to look it up. I don't know if he won a defensive player of the year, Tony Allen, but especially when he was with the Grizzlies, just, I mean, he takes on, he could take on your best player, um, you know, on the perimeter at the least, even if he was giving up some size and it, it, he would defend you to tooth and nail. I believe Kobe uh, in an interview said that he was one of, if not the most difficult um, person who defended him. If that if that's any badge of honor, I want that badge of honor if I'm a NBA yeah, player. Heck yeah. And if I'm misquoting that, I'm sorry, but I I feel like he said something like that. He he lauded some superlatives Tony Allen's way. I know that much about, you know, Kobe Bryant in that interview. So that's what Marcus Smart reminds me of. I do get what you're saying. There's levels to this. So you got Pat Bev on the first level, yeah. Marcus Smart, Charlie, you know, yeah. Charmelian. Then you got, and then you got Draymond Green, the, and final, then the form. final form. Okay. The
0: Charizard. Draymond Green. Okay. Do you think these guys would be mad? Like, if I went up to Draymond, I was like, hey, man, I really look at you as Charizard. Do You think he'd be upset? Draymond probably, you know, he probably did Pokemon, so he probably not. Well, Charizard, see, Charizard's a big deal. Like, if I went up to Pat Bev, I was like, hey, man, you're like Charmander, I think he'd punch me in the face.
1: Yeah, that's one. But, you know, he got a chip on his shoulder. That's why he got to the NBA. That's one of the reasons he was able to get to the NBA, that chip on his shoulder. So, you know, be very
0: careful. I'm just glad you, like, see what I was doing there. You know, I mean, you know we're talking the break. No, he won't. Fine-tune it. Yeah, well, all right. You know, fair enough. But anyway, he won't play tonight. Uh, It is a big deal. Um, Does it change at all how you see the series eventually playing out when it's done? Like, if he can't play for a long period of time, I understand that. But I can't remember if you had Boston or Milwaukee win in this series. But with the opportunity for Milwaukee to go up two games to none without Marcus Smart, is that nailing the coffin? Or can Boston come back from that?
1: Well, I picked Milwaukee because I I said, listen, this team is playing – even now without Middleton, it may change a little bit, but so far this in the first game, they've been playing as good as they've been playing the past season when they won the championship. Uh, and even though Boston just came off a very impressive sweep of the nets, until you beat the champ, you're going to have to show me that they're not going to win it all. And that's even when you pose the question of a Warriors-Bucks finals, which I'm kind of hoping for unless it's like Heat-Warriors, um, right? Mm-hmm. because I would watch, I'd watch that intently. There's, There's been a couple of finals in the past 10 years that I've been like, I mean, I'm watching because I love the NBA, not because I really like what's on the actual court. Right. But um, that being said, that's who I picked. Milwaukee, I believe I said in six or seven. I do think that it's going to be difficult for Boston to really make this a series if they drop the first two at home. They ain't going back to Milwaukee. And we all know you don't want to go uh, fear the deer. Fear the deer. Shout out to David Sweats. Mike Burrish. Who else I know from Milwaukee? Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to all y'all Austin out there. Austin Lane. Austin Lane. That's what it is. Austin Lane. Fear the deer. You don't want to go down 2-0 there. 0-2. You don't want to go down 0-2 there. Mike Burrish is a Milwaukee fan? I think he likes Green Bay. Yeah, he
0: does. Yeah, I, think right. from, I think he's
1: from somewhere, another state, but I think he he's likes Green He's from America. Iowa, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, hey, if you like Green Bay, you like all the teams there. Hey, forget it. Shout out Mike Burrish, man. You, know. you following you yet? No. Corey Simma did, though. I got Corey Simma. Simma time. We got to get Simma on here.
0: So in my, look, like, no, I can't even disrespect Burrish like that. Like, you know, he's he's top, right? But Corey's definitely a strong two. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to leave it there
1: for sure. No, so I'm going to leave it there for sure. What did, not, not Zay Jones. We just call him, uh, how did I forget? What's the man off the Jags you just said was a two, but he's a strong two. Oh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. He's your Marvin Jones. Corey <laughs> Simma is
0: Marvin Jones. Burrish. I can't even call him Christian Kirk. Bursch is a guy we don't even have at the moment. and Devontae I'm Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, and I'm going to leave it there. But that is the first alert weather team, by the way. You can catch them on CBS 47 and Fox 30. So Marcus Smart will not play tonight. Uh, kind of a big deal. Uh, actually, a very big deal. Uh, we'll keep you updated on other things throughout the night, but we got NHL playoffs. We got the Penguins and the Rangers. got the Caps and the Panthers, who only lost 18 times in regulation. Think about that. They played... Way more than 18 games. Uh, Predators and Avalanche tonight, and then the Stars and the Flames. So that's the NHL schedule. Got the Bucks in Boston tonight in the NBA. You also got Golden State and Memphis. Baseball, we got a final. Mets beat the Braves 5-4. to four. Plenty of games throughout the night. Your favorite team is likely in action, unless they are the Padres and the Pirates got rained out. And we have one member of the Champions League final, Brian Middleton. Liverpool will mm-hmm. play in the Champions League final, and they will find out who they play tomorrow. So we'll keep you updated on that. We we cover all the sports here on ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We talk in basketball, hockey, soccer, some call it football, but not here in America, baseball. We'll talk some UFC probably as the week goes along. Big card this weekend. Whole lot to do. And we do it right here in Jacksonville. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. No jumbo shrimp baseball tonight, so we're just taking you up to ESPN programming. But right now, there is no time for that. There is no time for anything other than what it's time for. And what it's time for is the vague headlines, Brian Middleton. What do we have? Oh, okay, so you got into it like twenty seconds into the uh, block. I literally said I was gonna get into it quick.
1: You na- oh, okay, I wasn't listening. You never get into anything that fast, man.
0: That is true. I usually have things to say, but listen, the headlines are the headlines are what's important and they're vague and I need to hear them. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Only here on Action Sports Jacks overtime. See? I'm trying to help out. Appreciate you, man. Trying to stress it in. Yeah. yeah, I got it. All right, Casey. Uh, do you need the rules? I don't. Okay. I'm confident in my abilities. Pick right. a headline. We'll go from there. What do we get? All right. Take off, Young King, or all-time low? Take off, Young King, or all-time low?
0: Uh, let's go take off, Young
1: King. Take off, Young King. Actual headline, Luca pours in historic performance in loss to the Suns. Here's the breakdown. In game one of the Western Conference semifinal between the Mavs and the Suns, Dallas fell by seven points, 121-114, to even though the game wasn't that close. I don't know if you watched it. Uh I'm just adding that part in there. All five of Phoenix's starters had double-digit points. But the Mavericks' Luka Doncic had a historic performance, however, scoring 45 points on 50% shooting. He also had 12 assists and 8 rebounds. Luka also became the youngest player to have at least 45 points and 10 rebounds since Kobe Bryant did so mm. 21 years ago in the year 2001. So I question, was three. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. A neg- I thought you were gonna hit him with the negative. No, I was hoping, but no. Yeah. I was three. Here's the question, yeah. Casey Kurtz. what you get? It's a two-parter, actually. First off, yeah, yeah. Where does Luka rank amongst the best players? Give me a number, one through 10, or 20, or 25. Currently in the league? Currently in the league. Okay. I'm gonna get that from you first.
0: Okay. Um, can I can I like speak out loud? Give me the other one. Like so, Joker. Yeah. Th- yeah. You can Giannis. speak out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, LeBron. There you go. Say that twice. Steph. He's better than Booker, in my opinion. He's definitely better than Trey Young. He's better than Jimmy Butler. I'm trying to think of the best players on the teams that are still in it. Who am I forgetting that's still in it?
1: Anybody? Did you say Steph? Yeah,
0: I, Steph's on my list, yeah.
1: Did you say Clay? He's better than Clay. Say, uh, he say Draymond? He's better than Draymond. I'm talking about the other teams. Who else is still in it? Like, in the entire NBA, it doesn't have to be people, people in the playoffs. Is he better than, than Dane? Yes. <laughs> Top five. Top five. I'll say five.
0: I will say is he he's better than Kawhi.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, you wow! I know, man. I know, <laughs> I felt I know Kawhi, wild.
0: but I was too committed. Yeah. You know, like I was committed at five. I forgot about Kawhi, but is Kawhi going to come back fully healthy? We don't know. And Kawhi's
1: older. Give me Luca. I talked myself into it. Give me a number. Five. Oh, my bad. I thought you you said top five. My bad. Okay. No, so he's, five. Fifth. he's fifth. He's fifth. I will fifth. give. I will
0: go like Giannis, Joker, Steph. I had somebody else. LeBron. Other than LeBron that, had a great year as a player. He did. And give me Luca.
1: Top five. Number five, I guess I should say. Okay. And second part of that question. Yeah. Does Dallas have a chance if they can't win after Luca gives a performance like that?
0: No, they don't have a chance. Yeah. If if your best player scores forty-five and you can't win, you're kind of in trouble. Uh I Luca's better than Devin Booker, but you know, when Devin Booker's out there for Phoenix, it's just a different situation everybody plays better uh yeah i think dallas is in trouble but i thought they were in trouble without Lucas. so we'll see but i think phoenix is just that good
1: okay uh next two yep. i mean i really wanted you to do all-time low as well but maybe i'll ask you that anyways uh later on all right not going anywhere or don't be like that not going anywhere or don't be like that
0: listen brian middleton here's the thing mm. We're going somewhere. Okay. So I need to hear about the people that aren't going nowhere. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Touched on it earlier. You're
1: like how I did that? This week, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like you said, we. Remember that. When the Joe Rogan we. contract comes your way. You better leave uh? Okay. We are a team. I don't know when you guys touched on this on the main show, but actual headline, Baker Mayfield's future remains uncertain is a breakdown Casey. I went to Wikipedia today. Okay. Because as we all know, that's the source of facts here on earth. And I typed in <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Let me read you the first sentence, okay? Baker Reagan Mayfield, born April 14th, 1995, is an American football quarterback for the Cleveland Browns of the National Football League. Now, this, I believe, comes to the surprise of many, especially Baker Reagan Mayfield after teams like Seattle, Carolina, and even a team he openly said he wouldn't mind playing for, Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. all made other moves at the QB position. So here's my question to you, Casey. Yes. Is the reason why Baker is still on Cleveland is because the Browns are now just waiting for another team to have a major injury at the QB position so they can get some type of value for Baker? Because what they would get right now wouldn't match the first round overall, the number one overall pick that they spent on Baker.
0: Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think there's that. And then I also think there's an interesting side plot to this that I brought up earlier, but I do agree that's the main part. Like, injuries happen. Somebody, one of the quarterbacks is going to get hurt. Somebody starting quarterbacks are going to get hurt. Like, I'm not wishing that upon anybody. Do not get me wrong. This is the NFL. Like, people get hurt, and it's super unfortunate. And I hate every time somebody gets hurt and misses a season. But guess what? It's going to happen, okay? So, yes, they're waiting for something to happen. I would think because you can't get nothing for him right now. I heard today, Greeny, Mike Greenberg, right here on this station, said he heard that it was going to take a team, it was going to take the Browns to trade Baker and a second-round pick just to get rid of the man. Wow! You cannot do that. So, (laughs) I uh, yeah, it's crazy. I so to your thing, yes, they're waiting for an injury. But here's the side plot that I think is very interesting in this whole thing, and I think I've said it to you before. If Deshaun can't play, and then Baker has to play. And chooses not to play. Does that make sense? So, like, Deshaun can't play, so then the Browns are like, all right, Baker, we need you. And then that's when Baker pulls a on bell and is like, no, I'm not playing. I think that'll be interesting to see what his trade value does because if he does that, does that make him untouchable? So I think there's a lot of things at play here. But to answer your overall question, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm waiting because somebody's going to get hurt. And it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. Or... Drew Locke just might not be any good, and then Seattle actually gets desperate. Mm. But Seattle might not be trying to win also, so keep that in mind as well.
1: Or Baker plays, Cleveland wins the Super Bowl, now you're in a real conundrum. That would be interesting. Okay, final two. Lead by example, or everybody eats G? Lead by example, or everybody eats G? Everybody eats. Everybody eats G? Actual headline. Business owner explains how she pays all of her employees the same salary, including herself. From the world of TikTok, Casey Kerr. Of course it is. A business owner is going viral after breaking down the universal salary she pays her employees. In early April, Madeline Pendleton posted a TikTok that got plenty of viewers talking in it. She broke down how and why she pays every one of her employees the same salary, including herself. She's a 35-year-old influencer, podcaster, and owner of Tunnel Vision. A clothing store. Oh. This shop, as her clip explains, has 10 full time employees who all make $73,000. How? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Yeah. So, what You're she welcome. does is uh, she does this kind of model where she actually figures out her payroll uh-huh. and then she just does a simple division by the amount of employees that she has, which is uh, the payroll is $730,000. Divided by 10, okay. 73000 including herself. My huh? question to you, Casey Kerr. Yeah. Oh, let me give you this little bit of information, too. If she paid the minimum wage for L.A. County then each of her employees would make $33,000 a year. Jeez. And she would break in $430,000. Yo! That's a difference of $357,000. A lot of numbers right there, but I just wanted to ask you, Casey Kurtz, because I know how you feel about not tipping, um, you know, staff the right way. I know how you feel about, you know, really no. stepping on people's uh, necks no. and backs to improve your situation. No. Well, Do you yeah, no. ever see yourself doing something like this as you continue to grow in your broadcasting uh, and media mogul career listen
0: it's very simple right this is a mindset i think that some people have it's a mindset i have everybody eats ryan middleton everybody eats and that's what this business owner thinks as well when you get put li- listen sometimes you say on this show you talk about pat McAfee. Look what happened to Pat McAfee I like Pat McAfee right But he had a crew his team when it was just a podcast On Barstool and now they're like The biggest show in the world and his team Is still intact Everybody eats you know what I'm saying So when we here on ESPN 690 When we get to the mountaintop You know what I'm saying when we're the cream of the crop When there's no one touching us And we're above Pat McAfee everybody eats Brian Milton it's as simple as that Everybody eats does that answer your question I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too (laughs) much to ask? We're
1: all going to be eating. I'm waiting on the IG post to do it. Tesla's spicy chicken sandwiches that's all I got for vague headlines,
0: Casey Kurtz. I like it. I like it. We're gonna everybody eats, don't worry. ESPN 690. We're gonna be on the top at some point in time. I promise you that right here in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Overtime Action Sports Jacks, overtime ESPN 690. We got more to do, though. Stick with us. We take you until 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We roll along on a Tuesday afternoon. Hopefully you're off work or off work soon. We're off work in about hmm, 28 minutes or so. Brian Milton, it's your weekend, right?
1: Yep, it's my Saturday.
0: Hey, ain't ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe you are because then you're getting closer to going back to work. But nonetheless, hopefully if you're on the way home, you had a good day at work. Hopefully if you're watching on the stream, you also had a good day. All in general, we just want people to have a good day. They'll listen right here tspn 690 overtime brian milton casey hurts with you here for a couple more minutes um brian milton brought this up in the break it's fascinating uh baseball usually portrayed as a boring sport i'm not going to say i disagree with it um but it's even more boring when you're not scoring runs and brian milton has the facts what's going on in baseball you were telling me a little bit about this but give me give me the lowdown why why are we scoring runs
1: uh well uh, in the past 41 years it's saying that uh, it's been the lowest batting average to date so far in the MLB season. Uh, it's an average of two thirty-two, and then also a run scored is the second lowest in 41 years. is a 4.08 uh, mm-hmm. per team. Mm-hmm. So they've given some reasons. They said something like a dead in baseball. Uh, you know, I'm going to mess this up, but I'm just going to sound it out like I'm in third grade. Humidors? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, in every major league stadium, expanded pitching staffs to mitigate a 99-day lockout. Casey Curse, explain it to the novice MLB watcher like myself, the casual observer that only starts uh, at the end of September, the one that does not watch one lick of baseball outside of the All-Star game sure. uh, from uh, May, June, July, August, and really September. You got to force me when I say the end of September, but I know the playoffs are you know, running amok or about to run amok, something like that. So, so explain this to me. Why is it so hard to hit the baseball this season compared to past seasons? Well, yeah, so here's
0: kind of what we know. The baseball was juiced, for lack of a better term, and they changed the baseball. So this year the baseball they're playing with is different, and from what we understand, from what we've been told by guys like Chris Bassett and other pitchers, none of the baseballs are the same. They're all different. Nobody can get a feel for them. And it's resulting in, one, more players being hit. But, two, nobody's hitting the baseball because they did something to it, right? So there's a problem there. The MLB messed that up with the baseballs. Um, The pitching staff's part of it is this. For the first month of the season, the rosters were at 28 instead of 26 because of the lockout, so they had more guys you could carry. It's now back down to 26. But the point you're trying to make there is more pitchers, more arms, more guys that you probably don't have tape on, younger players, you know, all kinds of things go into that. So it's a mess. The sport is a mess. It, if you have pitchers saying, "Hey, this baseball's not right. We don't have feel on it. We don't have the control of it." And they're all different. It, it's just not good, right? You can't you can't play with that. It's dangerous one and two. It's just not good. So then you have that, then you have hitters who understand the baseball was juice, now it's not. And don't get me wrong, I'm not asking for juice ball, but if the alternative is juiced and literally a rock that you're throwing, we got to find some middle ground there, right? Baseball in itself is not the most active sport. I enjoy baseball to a degree. I'm also going to sit here and tell you baseball is boring. Like, there are times when baseball is boring. I watch baseball. I played baseball for a long time. I got love for baseball. But it's boring. Like, I'm just... There's no other way to put it, and I'm a baseball fan. So now you couple that in with the pitching changes and all the time in between innings, in between pitches. And then you got guys that can't even hit home runs. Home runs are down, too. We didn't even get into that. Major League Baseball is in such a bad spot. And just because they're playing games, it doesn't – I mean, it's good, right? But when you have a baseball that everybody, hitters and pitchers alike, agree is not good – We got to fix something here, Rob Manford, and we're not. We're just sitting around doing nothing. I will say this. The minor league baseball appears to be in good shape because the jumbo shrimp are hitting it all around the yard, home runs, runs score. They scored eight today, um, so that's good. But, yeah, there's a problem in major league baseball with the baseballs, and they need to get it fixed, or we're going to keep seeing people get hit. We're going to keep seeing bench-clearing brawls, which, by the way, I'm not super upset at. I don't want people to get hurt, but, you know, it's interesting. My favorite part about the uh, bench-clearing brawl, Brian Middleton, Mm -hmm. that was tough right there. Bench, clearing, brawl, Brian. Alliteration. Anyway, is when the uh, pitchers from the bullpen, like, sprint in at full speed. You ever seen that? Yeah. It's awesome. It's so great. Like, they're going to actually do anything. Yeah. Uh, Just stay in the bullpen,
1: you know? Uh, Yeah, you know, one of my um, favorite... Uh, one of the like, videos that I've seen we played over time, it was Pedro Martinez, and I can't remember the guy's name from uh, the New York Yankees. Don Angie. Zimmer. Yeah, yep. and he comes in, and he it's a slow roll. It's so polite how Pedro does it. Well, Don Zimmer was old. Yeah, Don Zimmer was 400 years old. All I'm saying is it was so polite how he, he <laughs> chauffeured him to the ground. Yeah. And he still rolled, and I almost still was like, dang, Pedro. But, yeah, when they uh when the um, benches – uh. They they clear yeah. for a brawl, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think they bite that life no more. You see some highlights from back in the day where there's some real swings happening. You know, people ducking and Nolan, dodging, Ryan, sticking and Robin moving. Ventura, bow, yeah. bow, bow, bow. Yeah, that, you know. Today it's a lot of pushing and shoving. There was a um, a clip from this like college baseball game. I don't know if you saw it where the yes. pitcher, yeah, perfect form, wrong sport. He's in the wrong sport. Shouldn't pitch a lick. Should be a safety somewhere, a linebacker. Coming up in for a Division Two team because he took out that runner coming off of third base, but uh, but yeah, they're not really about that life seemingly now as opposed to back in the day. Let me ask you one more question about yeah. this then. Oh, uh, this may help with the hitting. Did you hear you know about Alex Rodriguez in his mm-hmm. segment doing the commissioner for day? Yeah. Okay, interesting. One of his actual you know rule changes was to change the strike zone. I'm sure that's not unique. I'm sure other people have said it, but. I don't know them, and I see this article right here. He said making it wider and less high Mm -hmm. would make things a lot easier for the hitters. I mean, are you agreeing with that? Is that something that could seriously happen in baseball, or you think that it's so stuck in tradition – that something like that would never happen. It's just, you know, it's fanciful thought to think that something to change it, to make it more exciting, like the NBA has done for offense, like the NFL has done for offense. Major League Baseball would never touch anything like that to change it. So, first off, I will
0: answer that question, but for bench-clearing brawl, I want you to look up Niger Morgan and Gabby Sanchez. If you've never seen it, you'll get a kick out of it. Look it up uh, before the end of the segment. Because I think you'll laugh. Uh, Nigel Morgan, otherwise known as Tony Plush, and Gabby Sanchez. So, anyway, um, on to what you said about A-Rod. Yeah, no, they'll never change that. No, baseball's too... uh, (laughs) It's such an old-school, traditionalist way. They won't change that. Here's the thing about what A-Rod said, right? He got dragged. First of all, people don't like A-Rod, right? I love A-Rod. I'm a fan of A-Rod. I understand he he took steroids. Like, I get that. Um, I'm not... Don't come at me with the steroid thing. Like, I understand it. But I understand he cheated, right, whatever, however you want to look at it. Still had to hit the baseball. We can give anybody steroids, and they can go up there against Pedro Martinez and such players, and they would strike out on three pitches. A-Rod still had to hit the ball. Barry Bond still had to hit the ball. So miss me with the steroid thing. I understand it happened. But so people just like to drag A-Rod for everything he does. Okay, that's fair. You have an opinion. I've told you. Everyone can have an opinion on anything. That's fine. I don't hate some of the stuff he did. The strike zone idea, I don't hate it. The illegal de- – the banning the shift and stuff, eh, you know, it's okay, whatever. I really like the idea that he said access from your phones, give people more content during the game. I think that would be sick. Yeah. Like anytime they mic up players, like when they're on the field, I love that. Um, he doesn't like – he's a position player, right? Um, so he doesn't want more pitchers on the roster. I can understand that. But back to your point, the strike zone, Right. Alex Rodriguez was such a good hitter. And again, this is where people are going to be like, no, he wasn't. He took steroids. Okay, it's fine. But what you cannot deny is A-Rod understands how to hit. This guy is one of the greatest hitters to ever play the sport. And he understands that when you go up and down, it's not as easy to hit. But if you go in and out, you can tailor your swing around it. And that's the point he's trying to make. If you make the strike zone wider... Guys, right-handed hitters or left-handed hitters just flip the the side of the field that I say. So if you're right-handed, you have more of an opportunity to take the ball to right field and get a base hit rather than trying to hit a home run. If you expand the zone to the point he's trying to make, you might have more singles and you might have more doubles, cut down on the strikeout and cut down on the potential to home run. Because if you also think about it, pitches up in the zone you're going to try to hit those out down in the zone you can drop the barrel and just go tank on it so he's trying to kind of take that away and bring in a strike zone where you're looking more for hits singles and doubles rather than home runs so that's my take on what Arod said i like it granted i like a rod so i think there's people that just don't like a rod and they're not going to like what he said that's fine but when a rod talks about hitting i think people should listen because he understands how to hit
1: so that's my take on that, do you look up Nigel Morgan? Nigel Morgan definitely <laughs> lost this. Uh, yeah. Hold on. yeah. Nigel Morgan, he definitely Niger lost Morgan, that. Nigel Morgan, yeah, yeah. He definitely lost that. Uh, and but you know, respecting him for the jump punch, uh, but yeah. he got, yeah, he did get clothesline. And, and to be real with you, man, they didn't. I mean, he threw it at you, right? But it was like it was like a whole foot behind you, bro. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he can't see where the ball was at behind him. For those of you. People who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the video that Casey told me to look up about the bench clearing, bro. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the backstory is about that, but yeah, there was a jump punch, there was a clothesline, um, so, yeah. and people went to the ground. So, they, I, they, I guess you are right there about that action a little bit.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Back in the day, Chris Volstad throws
1: behind Niger Morgan, charges
0: the mound misses the jump punch, and then Gabby Sanchez out of nowhere from the top rope. By the way, the score in the game is 15-5 to when this happens, keep in mind. They're down 10 runs. And Gabby Sanchez just comes out of nowhere and clotheslines the holy heck out of Niger Morgan, just down and out. And I'm a Niger Morgan fan, but it's crazy. If you haven't seen it, type in Niger Morgan, uh, Gabby Sanchez. It's one of the better, better in a relative term, like, Nobody got seriously hurt, but, like, if you want to see a good baseball, like, fight, that's the one you look up. Nigel Morgan, Gabby Sanchez, but, um, so, that's some baseball talk. By the way, um, I will tell you this. I'm not going to make you hold through the break on this. We do know the Jags, uh, numbers. They announced the rookie numbers for their guys. Um, no surprise, really. Trayvon Walker will wear 44. We saw that in the press conference. Devin Lloyd will not wear zero. He will wear 33. So those are the two that I know a lot of people are interested in. Chad Mumma will wear 48. Luke Fortner will wear 79. And Snoop Connor will wear 24. Those are the ones I see in front of me. I know I'm missing a few, so I will try to find those in the break. But those are the numbers for the newest Jags that I have in front of me. 44 for the number one overall pick. 33 for the number 27 pick. Chad Mumma will wear 48. Luke Fortner, 79. And Snoop Connor, 24, if you want to order a jersey. One segment to go. You know we're going to check those ticket prices on the other side. Action Sports Checks Overtime, ESPN 69. We'll be right back. minutes to go. Action Sports checks Overtime ESPN 690 on a Tuesday. Brian Milton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. We're back tomorrow on a Wednesday. Busy day tomorrow. Dream 18 show with me and Brent from 2 to 3. Josh Scobie will be our guest. So here from the Jags legend tomorrow from 2 to 3 as we talk some golf. Josh Scobie, a pretty incredible golfer. So you'll want to hear that from 2 to 3. From 3 to 6. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Live from Davoli's House of Cards, St. John's County. Uh, right off 95. I should know the exit. I definitely should. County Road 210. I'm like 99% sure is correct. I'm not super good with directions. But uh, if you're on 95, it's the Green Cove Spring, Springs exit. Get off the interstate. Turn left. We'll pass the pilot. There's like a Dunkin' Express. There's a shopping center on the right, and you will find voice House Cards. Or just type it in Google, and you'll be able to get the information um, a little easier than I just gave it to you. But um, that's where we will be tomorrow. And then Action Sports Jacks overtime, obviously, tomorrow night. Shrimp play during the day. So that one will be on the stream. That's where you can find that one. whole lot going on, but that's the schedule for tomorrow right here on ESPN 690. Brian Milton, we got check ticket prices, and now we got NHL ticket prices to check, and we got NBA ticket prices to check. Where should we start? Yesterday's
1: price is not today's price. Like that? Yeah. Is that Fat Joe? It's Fat Joe. I like that. You like that? I do like that. Okay. Fat Joe's from New York, right? That's what we hear. That's what, that's what I hear. Well, let me tell you something. Tell me. Yeah.
0: The most expensive ticket of the night, NHL, NBA, comes from New York City. And I know you know what that means. You're doing your math in your head. The Knicks aren't in the playoffs. And as far as I know, Kyrie and the Nets are done. So that must mean the most expensive tickets of the night come from the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers will host a playoff game in the NHL for the first time, and it feels like forever. They will play the Pittsburgh Penguins and Brian Middleton. It's gonna cost you at a minimum for one ticket $145 to Can't get into Madison Square Garden.
1: Agree Can't with you. It. Agree with Hold you. On, Can't, do it. Can't do it. Hold on. Can't do it. Hold on. We'll come with that. We'll come with that, Casey Kirk. $145? $145. That's, a, that's American dollars? Like with uh uh with Washington and Lincoln? USD with the boys Jackson? Jackson. Grant Grant, Grant. Franklin? Nah, bro. What we'll yes. come with that,
0: some nachos? No, sir. No nachos included. Popcorn? You do have to prove you have a vaccine
1: or a negative COVID test. What? Now. And I got to prove some more stuff? Yeah. I got to pay you money and bring documentation? Yes, sir. <laughs> nah, nah. Hold on, man. Nah, Casey, now, nah, you get a combo or something, Casey. Tell me you get like a, a coupon, a Groupon, the Supercuts, or something. Tell me something else comes with that besides watching some hockey. I would like to tell you that. A beer? But unfortunately,
0: a I can't do it? Nothing comes with it. Can't do it. Hundred and forty-five dollars to get into the garden for Pittsburgh and the Rangers.
1: Is that is that with tax? I
0: don't even think that's
1: with tax. Oh, you wilding! The the whole team wilding. Are they good? Are they are they planning Rangers on winning?
0: Rangers are good. Rangers are planning on winning. Yeah, they're planning on. I think both teams are planning on winning, but I think the Rangers will win. Yes. You can't
1: lose it and keep my 145. <laughs> I know that much. You can get a it. I refund. need 70 of it back. I need 72.50 back. I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think that's I think that's half.
0: Oh, that's so good. Uh, the second most expensive ticket of the night will come from TD Garden in Boston.
1: <laughs> man, what you about to say? Man?
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell you it's 100 and something again. It's not just a hundred. It's a hundred and fourteen dollars no. to see the Celtics in the Bucks without Marcus Smart.
1: Dang! Highway robbery out here, man. Can't do it. Listen, listen, hold on. Can't do it. Listen, people. <laughs> okay, New York family, Boston, Baston family. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Blue Bloods family. Listen. Uh-huh. Y'all want some nefarious black market means. I'm not advocating. I'm just saying if you want to know some ways to watch this in HD, 1080p, in the comfort of your own home, or maybe you hook it up to a system, I don't know, at a bar or something, you got your own movie room or something like that, you can contact me, huh? Not the show. Don't want to put the show in any legal trouble, but Please you don't can be contact on the show. me. Because 145 how much did you say for the NBA? Uh, $112. 112 plus tax. 114 Yeah. Listen, man. They need to give me some Ethereum, some Bitcoin for paying that money coming in, man. Y'all wilding. Not for a seat. That a nosebleed? I'm not even close to that. Very far the co- away, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Can do it. This is a great this is a great segment. can yeah, do it. It is.
0: Um, so I will tell you, back to reality in perfect Florida Panthers form. Best team in the NHL. Potentially could win the Stanley Cup. Have some incredible hockey players, including Jonathan Who? Oh, wow, I lost it. I had it and I lost it. Jonathan Huberto. And they got no fans, not a single fan in sight. There are hundreds, if not thousands of tickets available as they host the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin tonight. Brian Middleton for thirty four dollars. Yes, just thirty four dollars. We could go see the best team in the NHL. Does that sound about now right? There
1: you go. Now, now we talking. Now we talking. There we go. Thirty four dollars. That's respectable. I like that right there. Nice and easy. Very easy. Uh, we move on to the
0: Colorado Avalanche, who, by the way, are the second best team in hockey, best team in the Western Conference. They host the Smashville Predators. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Another good team. They actually have fans. Thousands of tickets available. $54.
1: There you go. It's still a little iffy. All right, that's, that's two tickets, though, right? That's uh, two that's tickets. That's one. That's one. Oh, see? Right? Uh, no. no. Yeah. We, yeah. What are we doing? $34 sounds real nice and, and neat and packaged, right, though? See, that give me enough to go to the concession stand and spend $25 on a (laughs) Coca-Cola. Because I
0: know it's expensive there, if it's anything like NFL. That is true. That is true. So um, besides those Rangers tickets, those will be the most expensive hockey tickets of the night. Because we got Dallas and the Calgary Flames, otherwise known as Calgary. But their name is literally Cal and Gary. So I'm going to call them Calgary and not Calgary. Because I still don't like them from 2004. Now, they're good now. Tell you what. What did they do in 2004? Uh, they played the Lightning in the Cup. They lost. but oh, The Lightning was still playing in the Cup 2004? Yeah, they were bad in between. So they won the Uh-oh. Cup in like 04, And then from like 2006, maybe 2007, to like the early or the middle... Twenty tens, they were bad.
1: Okay. Yeah, they weren't great the whole time. I thought they were doing the Patriots run on me now. Honey, now hold on, now hold on Two thousand four? They got
0: three cups total. 0-4 and then the last two. But anyway, the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars tonight. Cheapest ticket I can get you, Ryan Middleton. Now, I will tell you this is pretty sketch. I can't even see a view from the seat. It's forty-five dollars.
1: Yeah, okay. If you know, if you twist my arm, okay. And, Re-
0: mm. and the last one of the night, the Grizzlies and the Warriors in Memphis. Fifty-two dollars.
1: There you go. How come it's fifty dollars, forty dollars in Memphis, right? But the last time you talked about Golden State in Denver, it was like a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, that's
0: true. The people in Golden State are just more dedicated to their team, I guess. I said it. Yeah. I'm trying to look ahead. Yeah. Whoa. Let me tell you something. The cheapest ticket right now for Saturday's game in Golden State, right now, cheapest ticket. Two hundred, and. I'm sorry. No. Can't do, do wanna,
1: it. Uh, no.
0: No. Cannot nah, you do it.
1: You're you a wild boy. And I'll
0: tell you what else we cannot do. Continue to talk because our time is over right here at ESPN 690. We appreciate you joining us. We are back tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. We'll talk to you then. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla.
1: <laughs> is it too much <laughs> to ask?